Hello and welcome to episode 245 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. The Novice Hurdlers line up at Newbury on Saturday for the Grade 1 Cello Hurdle, the highlight of the weekend's racing action. We also get to preview one race from Haydock that is part of Saturday's ITV Racing Viewing. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdell previews the best of Saturday's racing action as we look ahead to the end of 2023. So we've all survived Christmas, well, just about anyway. So we're going to look forward now to this weekend with Newbury and a race at Haydock in the company of Bill Esdale in a moment or two. Before we look forward, let's look back. We like to look back. And we look back on Boxing Day, Bill, and that was just a brilliant highlight not only Boxing Day, but the Welsh National will talk about as well the, the day after. But that Ile Francais, Constitution Hill, Hewick, what about that for an hour, an hour and a half of, of jumps racing in the UK? It was just fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, jump race at his best, for sure. Hewick, real fairy tale stuff, 800 quid he cost, of course, yeah. winning um, winning a King George. Would he have won if, if Shiskin stayed up I'm, I'm not too sure i think Shishkin was going to go away and win it um but that doesn't take it away from them you know they deserve it they've done miracles with that horse and yeah it was a great afternoon constitution hill did exactly what we thought he would do um he's got his name kind of half written in on the champion hurdle if not three quarters written in on the champion hurdle already he's just he's just a complete monster mm. and better than anything else that jumps over timber so you know, he, it'll, it'll be a big shock if he doesn't win at Cheltenham. And Ile Francais was was brilliant. He, he was, you know, foot perfect, quickened away from the, the best kind of novice chasers that we've got over here. Uh, they have come out and said that they're not going to go to Cheltenham, which yeah. is a shame. Um, but they're targeting the King George next year mm. and then, then the Gold Cup thereafter. But he looks a really exciting prospect. He's only five. So, yeah, really, really good stuff. And two of those winners in particular, it was all about the jumping, wasn't it? Ile Francais just flew over the fences. And, and Constitution Hill, I must say, I've been watching racing for many years, as have you. I haven't seen many horses that get from one side of a hurdle to another with so much ease than Constitution Hill. He just looks like he's on the flat race half the time. Yeah. Well, he just uh, he, he moves just so smoothly and... Every horse around him just struggles. I mean, Rubo's a good yardstick in behind him. He can't lay a glove on him. That's the yeah. that's the problem with him. He's just he's just in a different league. Yeah. Um, we get to we're recording this on Friday, so we get to see State Man on Friday. But you know, what what price mm -hmm. the kind of same one two from twelve months ago? It's probably a certainty at Cheltenham, isn't it? And then jumping again on the Wednesday at Chepstow, Nassalam, we put those fences to the sword, and you thought. Oh, this is going to be a slog, you know, it's three and a half miles plus and they're going to be in bad conditions and it, they weren't great conditions, but he made it look easy. Nassla, I mean, you tipped him up in the anti-post basically a week before the race. Yeah, yeah, we were tipped tip him up at 10s, I think he was, at anti-post, so that, that was nice. Um, although I got a couple of messages from people who backed the other horse, Wayfinder, who we put up at 50s. Um, <laughs> who they're still looking for, but I mean, it ran okay, and Lily Pinch got a good spin, but yeah. covered in mud, fell, fell back through the TV. But um, yeah, it was nice of the two messages I got saying that Wayfinder was a shit tip, but uh, <laughs> Naslam wasn't 
Naslan wasn't. So yeah, he was brilliant. Um, and, and won as he should. And you know, everyone said spent the whole last year saying how well handicapped he was. He was just running over the wrong trip. So he's just he's a he's a proper stayer. And you know, who knows uh, the kind of ceiling of his kind of potential. You know, and if you've got a bottomless Cheltenham, he could, he could be an interesting one. They go cup. You just never know. He's just a proper stayer. Yeah. Jumps, loves bad ground. And um, yeah, the key to him is going to be heavy stuff. Uh, talking about the Gold Cup, Gallopin, the show on Thursday came out and decimated the field. I mean, he looked like he was in a canter in a, in a grade one in Ireland. He looked like he was back, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, that was that was a really good race and on on bad ground and. I thought he was up against it, to be honest, but he just powered away from them. And yeah, he's definitely back. I mean, there's, there's, there's. It's going to take a good one to beat him at Cheltenham this year. I would have thought if he get, mm. if he arrives at the festival in that form. But yeah. yeah, he was just he was he was he was just he had his engine back. And that's the thing when you have a big duel like him and Brayman's game um, had at um, in the Gold Cup last year. You know, all those horses that ran in that race are coming back. Look at Hewick. You know, he yeah. took a big tumble. He's back. Gallop under Sean. You know, had a brutal race, and he's back. And Brave Man Game is still operating at a good level. He's just um, finding one or two too good every time. And to be fair, it'd been a terrible Christmas for Willie Mullins' team. A lot of his horses were beaten. So the fact that he Gallopan was so good, that's even more of a, a positive for him, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, it's funny with, with, with Willie Mullins. He's... he's um, it gives you the impression that um, you always think his his horses are under a cloud. Uh, it's often the way you suddenly think, oh, they're not, they're not, they're not firing. Or, but he's still boosting the winners left. <laughs> yeah, 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 I still yeah. think he's had 17, 17 winners in the last two weeks, which is you know most trainers would bite your arm off of that. And he had Gaelic Warrior who was brilliant, and Factor File who was brilliant, and mm-hmm. suddenly you know what looked like being a quiet season, and and of course Meteor the Waters who won the big big hand Paddy Power handicap chase. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he he hits the ground running. I mean, if I love Paul Nichols's horses are just running a tiny bit below par mm-hmm. um, as well. But but you've yeah. got to you've got to go into this these big races. You've got to be one hundred percent there. You can't be ninety nine percent on your game. You've got to be one hundred percent on your game, and that's the key. Just a quick one. Can I throw you a curveball here? Mm. You mentioned Gaelic Warrior. Mm. The situation there with Patrick Mullins saying to his his, his cousin Danny, "Don't come." Down the inside, I'm going to leave a gap, but I don't want you to be there. And then he turned up and he was there, and he had a go at him afterwards. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's they're they're emotional, passionate guys. They're two really good jockeys, really good horsemen. They're big team men. There, um, you know, they'll be out riding out for every day at, at close up, and mm-hmm. it just just you know when 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 people make silly mistakes. Um, which Danny probably did because they uh, it appears that they kind of pre agreed that he wouldn't go for that cap, yeah. And as, as Willie said in his interview, that he was obviously trying to win a grade one, that's what, what he was doing. Mm. Um, I, I think Patrick is a brilliant team man when you speak to him or or yeah. see him at an event, he'll he'll he, he is Willie's kind of number two, isn't he? You know, so yeah, I, I think he just realized there was a chance of getting them both beat. Because right. he could have ended up bringing them both down or getting them racing too far out. And look, it's just emotion spilled over. He was just probably cross with him because he did the one thing he asked him not to do. Um, but it's it's Storm on a teacup. As, as you said, they probably didn't share a car home. I bet, you <laughs> I bet you they're fine. They probably had a bit of a row that night and it's probably all smoothed over, I'd have thought. 
I think they've got enough money for two cars. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, no, I think they'd be all right in that, in that respect. That'll be fine. But I think it's good. I mean, I mean, the only thing I would say on that is that I think it's it's um, you know quite right that Danny's being competitive, and that, that's what you know yeah. hunters want. There's it, no point saying you know oh you're not allowed to go past me. You know, yeah, that we, yeah, we've, yeah. we've seen that a bit with um, the thing with these guys is they show their emotion. Yeah. You can't hide it. Um, with the kind of Ballydoyle team on the flat, you'll see some finishes where people question the mm. f- ferocity of the ride in second sometimes. I think of the Irish Derby win um, when the runner-up looked to be tenderly handed. Tenderly yeah. handed. You know, there was never any finger point or anything after those races. You know, it's just no, no. they don't show the same, same emotion, but the jump guys probably just can't hide it. Well, maybe Willie didn't take Patrick home in his car after him coming out and telling the press that he'd done that, he should have said, just yeah, get yeah. In, in the weighing room, shut up, and we'll sort it out in there. That That's where it should have been sorted out. But yeah, he, yeah. he made for good TV for a few minutes, and we'll be seeing yeah, that clip man. for many years to come, especially at Cheltenham when something goes wrong with one of their horses. You watch yeah, exactly. that, that clip will be out again. Uh, mm. Now, talking about people in good form, as we move on to this weekend, and we start at Newbury in the one fifteen. Venetia Williams, I know she buys horses from France that tend to like a bit of cut in the ground. They're normally quite big, bulky horses that, that love to stay. But wow, I mean, her stable is just in unbelievable form again in December. Normally January is the time she starts kicking in, but she's having a terrific month. She's got Martador in the opener that we're looking at, the 115. It's not the opening race, but it's the one on TV. Over two miles, half a furlong. It's a handicap chase with Charlie Deutsch on board, taking on Guy from Nigel Twist and Davis Yard and Izar Derry from the very much informed Gary Mooryard. You mentioned Nasalam. He had a great day on uh, the weekend, or two days really on the weekend, where he was just winning with everything that he ran, and they were all pretty good races. But how did you see this uh, one fifteen at uh, Newbury on Saturday? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think the first place we've got to start is the ground, uh, because I've, I've been questioning the the, the going forecasts or, or, or kind of readings uh, at, a, at a few tracks recently, and you know, particularly when there's plenty of rain around, and, and it, it's a bit of a nightmare for the clerk of the courses to to give an accurate going description anyway. But when um, when there's so much rain around, I mean, chaps, they were calling it good to soft in the morning, you know. And it was nearly heavy by the end. Yeah. Uh, Newbury have grade one on this card, obviously the Challo, which we'll cover. Um, but at the time of calling, they're calling it good to soft, soft in places. And I'm not a million miles away from Newbury. Uh, I've just taken the dog for a walk. And to say afterwards we were hose pipe and bucket of water to try and get the mud off um, tells you kind of how wet it is out there. Now, there was supposedly only just the one millimeter of rain at Newbury yesterday, which is which is, just seems so strange because I, th- I thought it was just raining all day yesterday. But mm. th- there we go, and, and they're dry this morning with you know two to four mils due this afternoon. That's Friday. Um, there is a huge heavy band of rain um, that's due to kind of hit Newbury. They're saying there's going to get one to three mils in the morning, and then the rest of it, the twenty plus, is going to come after racing. But these things can change. So basically, you're previewing a meeting now, which is potentially soft, good to soft in places, or good to soft, soft in places, whichever way you flick it. Um, it could go really bad. 
And that's just something to keep half an eye on. I, mm -hmm. I'm working on the basis. I think it's got to be hard work. Yeah. There's too much rain around for it not to be hard work. Um, there's plenty thinking it's going to be good to soft and they'll bounce off it, but I think it'll be proper hard work. But we'll wait and see how much falls tonight and tomorrow morning, but definitely keep an eye on it. Now, on to the 115. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just put that in as a caveat. But um, mm -hmm. 115 is six runners, not a brilliant race, just a shade over two miles. Martador kind of has favoritism on default for the very reasons that you've just highlighted, the form of Venetia Williams. Mm. And, you know, he's 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 fine. He's he's not one in seven races for her though. Um there aren't many in her yard that, that don't get the job done. Um but she's probably found the best opportunity in a while for Martador, who was second to a good one of the skeletons um over course and distance last time on soft ground. Doesn't do much too flashily or quickly. Um it's just he's a pound higher back to 118 so that makes life a little bit tough tougher it was a good third to brave kingdom and you know he's been out and won really well since and obviously master chewy he was 30 won well at Campton over boxing day so the form's all stacky up martador looks fairly solid do i want to be taking 15 to 8 7 to 4 Probably not would be the answer. Um, would be not not surprised in the least if it won, but just wouldn't wouldn't be one for me at the prices. Uh, Guy is a horse of Twist and Davises who has just been just disappointing of late. Um, it's always a horse that's threatened to kick on a bit and just just hasn't. Um, was was fifth at Cheltenham back in November, um, and was was a bit below par at Taunton last time. Um, there was some excuse about coming too closely to the running rail, but I thought he was beaten at the time anyway. So um, the other worry with Guy is the ground uh, hasn't really sh shown his best on on soft ground. It was, was a non-runner um, last March when the ground went soft at Cheltenham. So that's a worry if the rain does fall. Um, and is there a diary of Gary Moore's? Uh, we haven't seen him since May. Um can go well fresh, but it's got to step up on what he's achieved so far. But isn't it, isn't it, isn't it would be no no surprise if he did with a stable in good form. It was definitely kind of on my radar. But the one I was going to go for was the old boy Russian Doyen, um, who's who's you know the, the nearly twice the old, uh, the age or anything in the race. But the key, the key about Russian Doyen is you know showed up really well in that good race that Elixir Nuts won at Newbury back in December, and that was his <clears throat> first run for a while after couple of year break yes you've got the bounce factor consider and that's that that is always a concern but he he goes had a bit of time off since then and you've got a small field around a track we know he operates really well and you only have to go back two starts to last february where he won off a pound higher mark on the same ground on soft ground over exact trip uh and that was a good show. And I rewatched last night, I rewatched the Elixir de Nuts race um, from earlier in the month. Um, mm -hmm. Two good horses, Elixir de Nuts and Master Chewy. Um, Russian Do Doyen made a move to kind of join them at five, five out and then just seemed to get tired and, and weakened out of it from kind of two out. But looked like he was going to get involved. And the market told you he wasn't probably fully wound up because he drifted a bit. He was out to 14s that day. But he was only beaten 15 lengths. <laughs> and that's for me, isn't a bad run. So I just thought at fives, um, in a trappy little race, I'd, I'd give the Russian Doyen a, a chance to roll back the ears and teach his youngest a, a lesson.
Okay. We've seen that a few times. Uh, 150, two miles, four and a half furlongs for a handicap hurdle. Another field of six. Now, this one's got Get a Tonic in there for the Skeletons, taking on the King's Steeler March for Nicky Henderson and Nico de Boinville, and Irish Hill for the very much second itis, Paul Nichols at the moment. Seem to, uh, as you said, not quite be hitting the, the, the lofty heights. This one with Get a Tonic. The skeletons managed to get him down to a hundred, or her down, I should say, to a hundred and thirty when she went to Newbury in early December, and she won by seven lengths. She absolutely scooted home, beat any harm in asking on, on that occasion. Uh, had a big prize. The problem is she's gone back up to one thirty-eight, which is where she was when she was getting beat in all the races before she went to Newbury. So my question to you, Bill, is that they got it down to one thirty. But have they messed it up by now getting it back up to 138? Is she now out of the handicap sort of thing? Is she not well handicapped any longer? Yeah, I mean, she's, she was operating to a, to a real good level last year. I mean, she remembers she was chasing home kind of Marie's Rock at, at um, Warwick and stuff. So so she she was in great form and then lost her way a bit. But the key, key to her was wind surgery. Second run back after the wind. Right. Um, the previously kind of run over fences and not really enjoyed herself against a Roku and then switched back to to hurdles and just found got her mojo back. It's just whether that mojo is still there. And you know, she's she when she's hit form in the past, she's held it. There's no reason to think she won't hold it. She's eight pounds higher. Life tough. Particularly if the rain comes and and it becomes more of a slog. That's more of a kind of um concern. Um, with a big big weight. I mean, she has she'd operate to a good level over further. So so stamina should be fine. I mean, she ran in that that um, staying handicap hurdle on um, on Betfair Chase Day last year, and she was second to Botox Hass, and she had like run for Oscar behind. So that's that's really good form um, off one three three. So in essence, she's only five pounds higher than that. So she's in the same mood. Uh, <laughs> she might just take some beating here um, from the front. I mean, she takes on horses. The uh, uh, slightly head scratches, um, Irish Hill. It's it's hard to fancy on what he's shown yeah. uh, in the last couple of runs. Um, he was well beaten behind Gettysonic last time. He's been dropped two pounds for that run. Um, they're putting blinkers on for the first time, but he was fancied that day and he just showed nothing. He was one or five to one, and um, you know she's obviously doing something at home and he's not putting it all together. Um, that was the second run back after having had the wind done. Um, and, you know, whether whether third time back that'll help. He's got bits and bobs of form. He probably doesn't want it really soft, but um, he's got bits and bobs of form on the soft. But um, he's got the blinkers on. But I, I think he's take on a ball. I, I think there's question marks there. Steeler March is the obvious danger having his first run back since Boxing Day last year. Um, where he won at Wincanton over three miles. My question mark with him is trip because those last four runs of very effective runs with a couple of seconds and a couple of wins all came over the best part of three miles. And here we are dropping back to two miles, four and a half. So whether he, whether this trip will be on the sharp side, um, might not be, but it's enough to put you off when you're taking kind of three to one or whatever to, to question whether, yeah, yeah, whether I mean, he did win at Exeter a couple of years ago off two mile five, but it was the step up in trip. That was the kind of making for him. I mean, he was, he was second over three miles, two and a half at Perth. Um, so this is a, a, a dramatic stop. 
drop back into it. I thought this was painfully difficult. No one ever has his first run for Venetia Williams. Could be anything. Watch the market for that one come from France. But big task to win first time up. Um, by kind of default, I ended up on Rambo T. Mm. I thought that was um, a fair price around seven to one. Not not particularly strong in the market, but was just a horse that interests me for Ollie Murphy because I was going back through um, his form and if you put a line through the last run here at Newbury, you could you could argue that was trip because it's a step up to three miles. Um, he previously has two runs before over two miles five and two miles four at Newton Abbott and Cheltenham were pretty effective. He obviously won at Newton Abbott on, on that reappearance run and then was a good third at Cheltenham over two miles four. Um, st- staying on late um, over over two miles four. Hint connections obviously tried um, tried the kind of step up to three miles, but I was just wondering if the rain came and it's two miles four and a half in the mud, whether this might be the perfect trip for for Rambo T. Ollie Murphy's you know going along well, um, mm. ten winners in the last few weeks, so his team couldn't really be him any better. Nick and I, I just thought seven to one Rambo T was probably overpriced. Whether look, if get a get a tonics on song and steer the marches step forward, they're going to be hard to beat. But I thought Rambo T at sevens was the bet there. We've got a three and a quarter mile handicap chase at 2.25 at Newbury, where Surrey Quest will be popular. I'll talk about him in a minute. We've got Atlanta Brave in there for Kerry Lee, who was second at Exeter last time out. And Fantastic Ass for Nigel Twist and Davis is also in the race at Haydock we're going to talk about. He's a double declared Fantastic Ass. So we'll get Bill's thoughts on where he's going to go. But Surrey Quest... Moved from Nicky Henderson's yard to Toby Law's. Went to Huntingdon, won a race by six and a half lengths going away at the end. And what's the thanks he got for that? He got the wind up. <laughs> he won by six. What, what was he supposed to have won by ten? I mean, wind, wind up after that. He must be thinking, hold on a minute. That's not fair. So um, he should be even better now, should he? Yeah, I mean, he obviously made a noise or something that they, they wanted to do. But there's likely he's gone up. Eight pounds for that. That's more of a yeah. one worry than the the wind up. Um, it's a horse that you know if you if you remember was um when 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 he was with um Nicky Henderson was second to Russian Ruler on his on his, his debut at Warwick. Actually, weirdly remember that one back 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 in May twenty one, um and then came out one two novice hurdles back to back and you know there was all kinds of chat about this this one being <clears throat> quite a decent running the Leamington novices the race yep. at Warwick. Yeah, and I think when our favourite or close to favouritism that day, we, he didn't party business was favourite, but four to one second favourite and was pulled out, and that was obviously the beginnings of of um, kind of a wind related issues, I'd imagine, because he had wind surgery then, and he's obviously had his wind t- tweak with again. I mean, look, it's nice for Toby Law to have, have potentially a really nice horse, and if, if everything clicks, there's no reason to suggest that one two eight probably underrates how good this horse could be. Um, so I can see why he's got he's the top of the pile. Wouldn't quite be for me. I think he's still got a fair bit to prove, and if conditions get tough, that might put pressure on the breathing and all that kind of stuff. So he's he's just a tiny bit more of a concern. Um, you mentioned Fantastic House. His his first preference is Haydock. Um, I prefer him here, but he, they want to go to Haydock for some reason. Um, so we've got to work on the basis that. Um, he ain't going to turn up here, even though there's obviously a doubt with Haydock. It's heavy. It's very heavy that, that they haven't called an inspection yet. But 
it'd be no surprise if 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 they did um uh, if if some rain hit i mean they're calling it heavy on both tracks there at the moment um they've had we all remember how bad the ground was 10 days ago they've had 35 mils or 34 mils of rain this week including three millimeters yesterday and there's more showers today um mm -hmm. friday and that's describing saturday as being wet um, <laughs> So, Good. Uh, so, so there you go. So, keep an eye out on that because Fantastic House could get rerouted. That's probably why they doubly declared him. But yeah. um, if Haydock's on, I presume he's going to head there. That's that's right. the, the, the the way things kind of lie. Um, there's money for Laskalin and Bow to Greatness. Laskalin, that's the Venetia Williams factor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I can see it if you look back further down the line. There's bits and pieces, you know, the second to Milos, which makes you think that Lasklin, you know, on a going day could be competitive here off one to eight. You know, that's a, that's a mark where, where he last ran off. He won in back in November last year. Um, but he's just not been in the same form. Mm. And, you know, the recent bad runs, you know, kind of, we're talking two, three weeks back, you know, it's, it's, it's quite recent. And, you know, being beaten 32 lengths and 35 lengths in two runs. And I know the handicap is being a bit more lenient on him, but, He's got to prove, show a bit more for me to want to back him and <laughs> bow to greatness for for Ben Pauling, um, having his first run since being a you know, really good second to Midnight River at Aintree. Um, he's, he's, he's gone well, fresh in the past, was second, just touched off last year after after big break. Um, I could see him, he's, he's running off 135, um, workable mark, only three pounds higher than that run. If he's fully wound up and ready to go, in the market suggests, um, he is. He's, he's no fall-on hope, and I can see him being a lot shorter than eight. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was was um, just just really hard. A lot depends on how much rain falls, because you've got a horse like Certainly Red, the top weight in there. Now, he needs about four miles in the mud. <laughs> but this is a horse who's running off 137 here, and, you know, don't forget was, you know, Seventh, not beating a million miles in a in a bet three six five last year off a five pound lower mark, um, staying on all too late over three and a half miles in heavy ground at Sandown, um, that wasn't a bad run off one three eight and he dropped a pound for it. Um, just got going too late there and you just got a feeling that that might be the same with with certainly red here off with twelve stone two in the saddle. Um, look, you can make a case out for loads. Um, the, the main one for me I haven't mentioned. Would actually be Atlanta Brave, Kerry Lee's horse, um, off one two one. Um, was fifth first time up this season at, at Cheltenham, but was a good second last time, staying on all the way. Um, won't mind the ground if it goes bad. One on the soft a couple of times at the beginning of the year, and just looked to be hitting form. Um, one two one is definitely a fair mark. Um, I could just see. Atlanta Brave going really well. So, uh, at the prices, Atlanta Brave you can get thirteen to two with Coral, um, and Bow to Greatness you can get eight um, in a couple of places. Bet fifty five or eight, and a few others are eight. I play the pair of them. I take thirteen to two Atlanta Brave and eight Bow to Greatness if you can get this, um, and I think you'd have a, an interesting bet there. Okay, I've actually been to the Atlanta Braves. Um, have you? Yeah, nice. the baseball team. Yeah, many years ago when they. Oh. Worked in an American airline, we they were based in Atlanta, so we used to go there like I don't know, twenty times a year. Thanks a lot. Yes, but wow. twelve hours in the air, the rest of your life. But anyway, yeah, uh, it was good. But uh, 
went to the Braves a couple of times. Now, now the cello at um, three o'clock is over two miles, four and a half. The Coral Cello Novices Hurdle. It's a grade one with nine runners. It looks a really good race, doesn't it? We've got unbeaten horses in here. We've got Will Mount with Nicky Henderson, uh, who won his point to point. He won two bumpers. And then he won a new brain. You were probably there, and I'll ask you that in a moment. 9th of November, 13 lengths over the hurdles. Impressively, he's by Blue Brezel, who also uh, has an offspring called Constitution Hill, by the way. So Wilmount mm. could really be a lovely horse for Ollie Harris, who's the owner, taking on Captain Teague. And this Johnny Who that's really interesting for J.P. McManus, for John Joe O'Neill, uh, French bred, won a point-to-point, then one at uh, Taunton on the bumper, and then one at, up at Carlisle by two lengths, but one impressively there. So he's unbeaten as well. Then we've got Look Away, who's probably the apple of the eye of Neil King's yard, having won three in a row and then finishing second to Iberica Lord last time out. Farnoge is in there and others as well. Were you there to see Woolmount last time out? How good is he and how good is Johnny Who, do we think? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good race. I wasn't there that that day, but but know the regard in which he's held. And the interesting thing about Nicky Henderson's novice hurdlers is that earlier in the card, uh, the twelve forty, the before ITV cameras come on air, mm-hmm. um, he's running Jericho de Repinay over two miles and a half furlong. He was in this race too. So um, by the looks of it, it would appear that. Um, what he's trying to do is to find out whether one can be a supreme horse and the other one can be a Ballymore horse, which makes sense why there's a bit of a market move in the 16s of for Wilmont for the the Ballymore have has disappeared in the last couple of days. So you can kind of see what the stable are trying to do. Yeah. Um, the most important factor to this race is going to be the state of the ground, because if this becomes a slog, I'm not even sure whether Wilmont will run because he has pulled out at Sandown. Um, on heavy ground. Now, he has one on soft ground, and I'd imagine because it's a great one, they'll let him take his chance. Um, it's a it's a, a horse who, who, who won his point over three miles, so the trip should be fine. But um, there's still question marks. He's got to go and prove his days. He showed so much speed when he won at Newbury. Now, the form experts will tell you that that race was terrible, the race that Wilmot won, because both Benny Naha Road and One Way or Tother have been beaten out of sight in their two runs since <laughs> so that that's uh that's um got to be a question mark um joker de Mai did come out who's fourth came out and won well at lingfield so that gives it some substance but but the, the second third being well beaten you, you question what he actually beat but visually he's done nothing wrong winning his his kind of bumpers and and and, and novice hurdle and you know he just hails from a yard that you know you know, will like him and uh, and rate him. Um, Captain Teague was beaten at Cheltenham in November. Um, and that was a bit of a kind of head scratcher because I was actually standing in the paddock and I was watching Paul Nichols and, and you could see he was gutted. Um, whether he was gutted with the ride or gutted with the performance, he just wasn't happy. And this mm-hmm. is a horse, got to remember, who was third in the champion bumper last year. So mixing it with a dream to share and factor file, <laughs> it's pretty good form that. And you know he's 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 good. It might have just been the soft ground he needed because he previously won at Plumpton and it was soft ground that day. 
Um, and I think the ground at Chepstow when he won the Persian War was softer than they thought anyway. Um, it all looked good to soft, but it looked soft. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cheltenham was, was generally good to soft that day, and it might have just been a bit too lively for him. You know, and people forget that, you know, Manila Missile, um, who won that day, the Evan Williams horse, um, you know, they were all getting, you know, there's five pounds um, penalty that Captain Teague had to carry, um, which made life a lot tougher. Um, I think he's he's potentially the horse that's going to create the most problems for Will Mount. Um, Johnny Who, there's been money for him in the build-up for this unbeaten, like you say, um, JP horse. But look, this is this is a wide open contest. Um, I expect Will Mount to win, but if the rain comes and it becomes a slog, and he runs. I expect a bit of a shift in the market. And I think Captain Teague will come close to him. Um, but I think if it is generally good to soft and, and the rain doesn't come, Will Mount will win. So it's a, it's completely weather-related for me. It's a race I'm looking forward to watching, but I think those top two are the clear ones. And I, I expect Will Mount to probably build on this and, and shorten for the Ballymore. Yeah, it looks a really good cello. Looking forward to that. Three o'clock on Saturday at Newbury. One more race to look at there. The race at 3.35. Two and three quarter miles for a uh, novices limited handicap chase. Field of eight, so a dead eight for the each way fans here. And walking on air in the Doreen table colours, another horse for Nicky Henderson, who uh, won at Exeter but disappointed in, in two runs since, although was in a pretty good race at Punchestown last time up, but beaten a long way. Taking on another Nichols horse, Johnny De La Haye colours. Golden Sun goes here. Valley Camus goes for the Twist and Davis yard and passing well, who won at Lingfield last time out. The finale at Newbury on Saturday. This is about walking on air, isn't it? To rated 138. It's the highest it's been for a while, but it's one of 133. Can he do it over this higher mark? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's immaculately bred. He's obviously by walking in the park. He's out of refinement. He was second in the champion bumper. Um, always had a reputation. Uh, Walking on air. Um, I think I'm embarrassed to say I backed him anti post for a to win at Cheltenham <laughs> when yeah. when it when he was when he came out and bolted up in January to last year. Um bolted up in um at Newbury when he won his the his novice hurdle by thirteen lengths. And look the second coming, I think I think I backed him for the Ballymore. And then was <laughs> we didn't see him again till April till Cheltenham and Till sorry till Aintree and then he was pulled up then and this was two years ago obviously not not last year but then then kind of got his act together a bit last year but I say a bit because he just didn't really mm. didn't really click it's just the one win at Exeter and you know it was the talking horse in the um, laid out for the per temps and was fifth fifth in the per temps off 138 behind Good Time Johnny and all uh, and pals that was a good run and then was well backed again and. Beaten and beaten ninth of Punchdown. Um, switches defences for the first time. Goes well fresh. But there's 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 positives, but just wouldn't be for me. Going to be market leader. Do you think he had to go to Punchestown because of the owners? I mean, the tables. Yeah, could have could have done. I just think they they felt they had a well handicapped horse over hurdles, and he just didn't really get the job done. But um, here he is dropping back in trip jumping fences um it might be the making of him it might be the breaking of him and at the prices it's he's priced out like it's the making and i'm not sure so has yeah. to be over overlooked for me yeah. um 
second in is Golden Sun uh, for Paul Nichols, who looked okay behind Iroku. Um, jumped a bit to his right that day um, on his debut and then was woeful behind Pembroke, got pulled up, but was just kind of emptied to nothing. Um, they said there was there was no real anything for the explanation for that bad run, was just beaten outside on bad ground, um, but had previously been okay on very bad ground in France. So that's just unsettling for me. Um, I wouldn't want to be on Golden Sun. If he wins, if he wins. Good luck to him, but he's got top weight here. And he's got to go and prove he can do it over fences. Um, hasn't proved it yet. I, I, I thought this race was was one for the kind of um, to take on the top two. Um, I like passing well. Um, Jamie Snowden hasn't had a great Christmas. He's had a fair few beaten, but passing well. Um, a good friend of mine, Charlie Methens, involved in this horse, but I think um, I was really impressed by the way he won at Lingfield last time. The step up and trip's perfect. Um, fine on the ground. Definitely wants wants ease in the ground and chipping away nicely. Moved up to a marker one two five. There's definitely more to be done there and probably got a fair few pounds in hand. Gets a stone off Golden Sun and and the best part of a stone from walking on air. They'll have to be on their A game to beat passing well. I think. Um, I think he's got a bigger danger from Bally Camus, the Twist and Davis horse that won a bit snugly last time. So it's a race I'm looking forward to. But I take on the top two with the kind of next two in. But passing well would be the main selection for me in the last. Okay, and then we look at one race at Haydock that's on TV. It's at one twenty-five, extended three and a half mile for a handicap chase. Just a small field here of six, and we mentioned Fantastic House, and this is his first option for the Twist and Davis show. James Turner claiming seven will be on board if it all goes to plan, if that's their ideal opportunity. If Haydock goes ahead and they run... Fantastic as we'll have a word from Bill on him in a moment. Uh, collectors items in there for John Joe O'Neill, who hasn't really set the world alight recently. He's rated one twenty nine, not really dropped a lot either, but he seems to be quite a popular favourite. East Street, Sue Smith's in great form. She trains that in the Hemmings Racing Colours. It was a winner at Weatherby and second up at Newcastle recently. Fortescue's in there for Henry Daly and uh small field for this one so you reckon fantastic as will go here but why is collector's item favorite for this at a short this two to one with the form he's shown he's not brilliantly handicapped though is he yeah i mean i think it's it's um the way he ran on at sand if you watch a replay of the of his fourth at Sandown last time um he, he kind of rattled home late off off his off his kind of mark of 130 and He's been dropped a pound. He's stepping up an extra half mile. He looks to be crying out for it. It wouldn't be for me, primarily because he's got to prove he can handle heavy ground. Um, he should be fine on soft, but this is going to be really bad ground. Um, he's also got to pr prove he can hold his position. That's, that worries me a little bit more than... Um, he, he retains the pieces that didn't seem to help him much. Um, but I just do not like horses at, at Haydock in the background that start to struggle. Because I think it comes becomes really hard work if you're being asked to to, to stay in the race. Um, so I'd be happy to take him on. Fantastic House is a horse I really like. I really actually I like him at Newbury. I don't like him so much here. Um, and that sounds a bit crazy, but look, who am I to question the Tristan Davises on their placing and where, where they go? But um, mm. they obviously know the horse miles better than I would know. And he handles heavy ground, which is a big plus. He's got to prove he can stay this far. Uh, if you look at all his efforts over 
three miles three and four miles. He doesn't kind of finish all three miles two even. He doesn't really finish those races off. Mm. And that's a worry. He jumps for fun for three miles and then kind of just gets kind of finished out of it a bit. But he's dangerously well handicapped. James Turner's basically taking seven pounds off and means he's running off 117. Um, I mean, he ran in, in, he ran off 144 at Cheltenham in that Corrit Rambler um, race a couple of years ago, the Ultima. I mean, 144, it's just like 117. He's, you know, he's, he's got stones in hand here, but if it's three miles, I'd fancy him, but three miles, four and a half, I'd have to take him on. Yeah. Um, Fortescue's an old friend. He's going to pop up in one of these one day, but he doesn't make life easy for himself. And he's got a lug 12 stone round. You Nugent will get a spin out of him, but he's just one of those horses that plugs on. Um, doesn't do anything flashy. He could win it if everything else underperforms. But I, I kind of by default, Felt that E Street was the one. Um, yeah. Sue Smith's going along nicely. His horse has been running on really well. Handles heavy ground. Um, jumps were kind of fun on it, but just, um, you know, he's got to jump better to stay in the race here. He didn't jump great at Newcastle last time, and he's, he's, he wasn't brilliant at Weatherby, but he's effective, and the step up and trip might bring out the best in him. And he's been chipping away 115 up to 117, now up to 120, but he's still got prog- for progression, and the, and the extra distance might help. Um, it's just a weight thing for me. I, you know, I, I, I'd like to be with Fortescue, but I just think it's a big ask to give a stone and four pounds to a horse like East Street, and mm. he gets the vote for me. Thanks, Bill. All the best to you for the new year. Thanks for that preview of this weekend's action. And that's it from us for today and for this year as well. We'll be back again next week as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's top racing action on Friday. So please make sure that you join us then. In the meantime, don't forget you can visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Tune, Spotify, Amazon Music or Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Have a great weekend. Have a great new year. Thanks so much for joining us in 2023. And we look forward to your company once again in 2024. Bye for now.